Welcome to the Dynasty Football Dominators Podcast with your hosts, Jake and Andrew. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Yo, yo, everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Dynasty Football Dominators. It's your host, Jake, joined as always by Andrew. What's going on, man? How's it going, Jake? Uh, it's probably going better for me than it is for you. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna bring it up, aren't you? I mean, I kind of have to, man. <laughs> it's like the story of the day, the, the Urban Meyer deal. Uh, man, yeah, it's it's stressful. It's I don't know what to think yet. They just put him on a leave, so I mean, we had to do something. Obviously, we just can't sit back and wait for it to all unfold because then the entire university could just be in a a ton of trouble. So I'm glad they did something and I'm glad that they didn't fire him. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see that this is the best case scenario. I mean, it's just, it's a really bad situation. And I mean, he released a, a, um, a comment. He's, he said, you know, it's best for the team. You know, they can get on the training camp with no distractions, even though there's going to be a ton of distract distractions, but we'll see, we'll see what comes from it as a, as an Ohio state fan. It really sucks. I hate this. I hate this. And, just as a person in general, anytime you know anything with domestic violence is, is in play, it just uh, it just sucks. That's all there is to say about it. Yeah, man, it's it's unfortunate, and hopefully they get that whole situation resolved. I'm glad they didn't fire him either, at least until they know a little bit more. But on uh, I guess happier a happier note, uh, we get that, football in 24 hours. That too, and I just saw a tweet that Dez was seen with the Patriots today. That makes sense. Yeah, um, kind of. I really thought Eric Decker was going to go there, but yeah, we're going to talk about that division. So we'll we'll hold <clears throat> off on that on that for now. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll dive super deep into that situation here in a couple minutes. But dude, we're gonna we're gonna get football. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, especially because Lamar Jackson should be on the field quite a bit tomorrow night. So pretty excited for that. Hopefully it's not like that Hall of Fame game. What was it last year or the year before? They didn't even play it because the field conditions. Yeah, um, that was the biggest. I mean, I had blue balls so bad. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was so excited, and then it was just like nothing. I was just like, "You got to be kidding me!" But, yeah, I don't expect to be disappointed tomorrow watching Mr. Jackson and Trubisky. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure he'll play like a quarter or something. That'll be nice to see. I'm interested to see what they do with Cohen. They show any any new wrinkles with him. Anthony Miller will be interesting to see also. Yeah, he'll catch three touchdowns tomorrow, and then everyone will be super high on him. But it's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> other than that, though, as far as news goes, I mean, it's training camp season. There's you know tons of blurbs coming out, but a lot of it's noise, not news. I guess the only other news of the day is Jordan Matthews got put yeah. on IR in a really weird situation, like the got Patriots cut. normally do. Yeah, yep. very strange. Um, some more positive news. Did you see where Diggs got a contract extension? Yes, so he'll got be there for paid. quite some time. Yes, the otherwise known as the the best Vikings wide receiver. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but I love that. I can't I can't really think of any other news though. Yeah, man, so I we're say, missing uh, something big, and after we're done, we're gonna be like, oh, we forgot that, but it's whatever. I say we just jump right into continuing our divisional. We're gonna hit the AFC and NFC East tonight. Is that correct? That is correct. The All AFC right, where East. Wanna, where you want to uh, start? I say we start with the sad AFC East and just kind of start with the sadness and work our way to the better teams. What's the sadness besides the Patriots? I'm interested to see who's the saddest of the sad. Well, they're all sad. There you go. They're all sad. (laughs) Um, I think if I had to pick the saddest, I'd have to go with the Bills. And that is crazy because they made the playoffs last year. Yeah, but even (laughs) last year was sad in a way. Because they benched Tyrod and brought in Peterman, and that was just—it was just weird, weird situation. But I don't expect it to get much better this year. Um, Josh Allen, I think, is going to be their quarterback. I know they got a weird three-headed race over there of garbage with Peterman and McCarron and Allen, but I expect Allen to win it just because of the draft capital. Um, having said that, I don't expect him to be good at all uh, because they suck. I don't know how you feel about their quarterbacks, but I'm not excited. Yeah, I don't see how you could be excited about their quarterback situation. Um, I mean, I, I'm i higher on Allen than most. I think he has potential. But after being drafted by the Bills, that sucks. Because that's just a really, really bad situation for him. I mean, they're obviously on a decline. Like, even though they finished 9-7 and seven and somehow – made the playoffs last year. They suck. They're awful. Um, I'm pretty sure they lost. They lost two linemen, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense is trash, and all the news is shady. I mean, they're they're just awful. So I, I feel really bad. I feel like it's gonna. there's a possibility it's kind of a Kaiser situation, like a guy that I really liked that a lot of people were down on going into the draft, and he goes to a really bad team, and it just doesn't pan out, and it might not all be his fault. Um, that being said, Kaiser has some had some you know some decent production last year in fantasy football. I, I look for Josh Allen to have a couple of a good games because you know they're going to be down thirty to nothing and he's just going to be slinging the ball everywhere. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he has a four or five touchdown game here and there. So it's not going to be pretty, but I mean, he's not a guy that you want to own per se. Yeah, and the main reason why it's not going to be pretty is because they might have the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. Maybe not quite the worst, but definitely bottom five. Um, obviously yeah, led by Kelvin. It's hard to find someone with with worse wide receivers than Kelvin Benjamin or Zay Jones, who well, led the league in <laughs> drop percentage. So I mean, it's. <laughs> I, I think I think the team we talk about next might have something to say about that, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they're they're pretty garbage. I think Kelvin's ceiling is probably a wide receiver three, like, you know, assuming that everything went really well. Um, LaShawn McCoy led this team in targets last year, by the way, with 85, and they had, like, three other guys around 80. So, you know, maybe Kelvin gets 100-plus targets and he can, can give you some value, but it's going to be ugly. Um, I don't even know if Zay Jones is going to be playing. I think he's on, like, one of those special leave things. Uh, I don't know what's up with him. And I legitimately don't know another receiver on the roster. I think they have Jeremy Curley, maybe. But uh, I won't be drafting him, so I don't really care about him. Yeah, Jeremy Curley sounds about right. That seems like someone that 
I mean, it's gross. The Bills would. It's yeah. really gross. And remember how excited we were about Kelvin Benjamin in 2014 when he had like nine touchdowns and a thousand yards. Yeah, I think that was more Cam, and we were just uh, fooled. Yeah, I think so too. Looking back, but uh, this is 2020, right? I guess like the only potential bright spot on the Bills is Shady it's Charles Clay. Oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Charles Clay will probably be solid. I mean, he. He's he's a pretty good player. They I think. don't have any other pass catchers. He's gonna well, it's, it's he him has and to be right. It's, exactly. You know, Lashawn McCoy has been just a workhorse back as long as we can remember, and he's obviously getting older. But I mean, if he's if this situation is you know out of the way and he's playing a full season, he's gonna be an RB one like he has been. It's just you know, I don't I don't know if he can make it through a whole another season getting two hundred and fifty carries. You know and and 180 targets. Like, the guy's got a lot of mileage. Um, I don't know. He's definitely trending down. I think the time to sell is probably already passed. Oh, yeah, you can't sell him now. You just got to keep him now. But um, His value has just plummeted. He could still be an RB1 for you. It's just it's a weird situation. Yeah, he he had his worst, you know, year last year in in terms of yards per carry, and he still finishes the the RB7. I mean, it pretty much just comes down to – Volume, he's gonna get volume. Yeah, he's gonna have it. He's gonna have a huge workload. If if he's on the field, he's gonna have what he's gonna be top five in carries. I mean, that's just all there is to it. He's three hundred touches locked in if he's playing. And I mean, you can't argue with that. So he's gonna be an RB one, just about guaranteed if he plays. I'd say if he only plays fourteen games, he's probably gonna be a a top fifteen running back. Yes, he he is the offense. Can't beat that. Cannot beat that. Um, so I mentioned Charles Clay. I don't really want to talk about him too much, but I do think I do think he's a steal in, in tight end premium leagues and, and two tight end leagues. He's also a great streamer. Um, what do you think about Charles Clay, Mister Necessary? I think you covered it pretty well there. Tight end premium. I'm interested. Otherwise, you know, probably not taking him anywhere else. To be honest, even though I know he's a decent player, it's just the offense is. Tight ends are so you know you can get a cheap tight end from almost anywhere, and not, there's a lot of teams I would prefer to Buffalo. So yeah, I hate tight ends. Yeah, let's move it on to the Jets who don't have a tight end. So lucky for us, we don't have to even talk about it. Um, J E T S. I guess we can start it with Darnold, man. You can. I know you like Teddy, and obviously we know about McCown. What are your thoughts on the quarterback situation? It's a very interesting quarterback situation with 39 year old season vet Josh McCown. Presumably, being as of now, um, I love Teddy, and he just went to literally the worst situation he could have possibly went to. I think someone's going to get hurt, and they're going to trade Teddy. I think Teddy's a great buy low in dynasty, especially you know two quarterbacks, super flex leagues, because I think he still has a lot of talent, and I just do not see how he goes this entire year without starting somewhere. Yeah, I can tell you where he's going right now if you want to know. Yeah, where's he, where's he going? I want to know, obviously. He's going to the Dolphins. No, dude. No, he I is. love Ryan Tannehill. He's going. Uh, <laughs> that's that's fine, whatever. Um, I, I, I do like Teddy. But the guy I want to talk about is Sam Darnold. Yeah. Man, I've been, I've been watching a lot of Sam Darnold tape. I've been looking up a bunch of his, his college film and his stats, and I really – really think that he could be the face of this division after Brady retires, which after I say it doesn't really 
think about what I'm saying because it's over Josh Allen and you know Teddy Bridgewater who who's yeah exactly and Danny Etling. so so but I really do think I would not be surprised if five years from now that he's the best quarterback in this class hmm. that being said I like Lamar and I like Baker but I think their possibility that they just completely bust. Like, there's just their skill set is a lot greater. And I feel like Sam Darnold's pretty solid. And I, I I like the situation. I think the Jets and the Bills are totally different. Like, the Bills have had their high point last year, and they're just trending down. And I feel like the Jets are coming up, and they're trending upwards, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, we don't disagree very often, but we disagree on Darnold. Because I, oh, I have, you hate Darnold. It's not that I hate him, but I have a lot oh, of cons- I have concerns, man. With his fumbling, not just that, but his the way he throws the ball, his throwing motion, it just looks so awkward and slow. It's kind of like Bortles esque, and I know he played tight end in high school. I love Blake Bortles. Oh so this God, must be why. This must be why. Probably I love so. But the dude, he hasn't. He's only been playing quarterback <laughs> like three years. I know. I see the potential there. I know there's a lot of potential. But I, I see more risk with him than I do with, with even Lamar. I think his bust potential is also pretty high. If he's – what you said is has a possibility to be true because I know, like, if they give him the time to develop, I think he'll have a better chance. I think if he plays this year, especially early, I think that would be a mistake. I think the, the longer he sits, the better because yeah. he's the type of guy that – you mentioned Kaiser earlier. I, I think Kaiser is, like, supremely talented, but – he yep. got ruined because of the mental side of the game. Like, he, his confidence was just shit on. And I, I could see that potentially happening to a guy like Darnold, who's really young and uh, turnover prone. So, hopefully, they're really patient with him. Um, but I, I do agree with you saying that their situation's trending up. I do like the Jets long term. There's just some concerns. I don't have any Darnold, and I probably won't. Yeah, Sam Darnold just turned 21 last month. Yeah, he's super young. Like, I mean, he's I mean, he's super young. So I totally agree with. Oh, if they throw him into the flames, if he's starting week one, I'm out. Like, he's not. I, I think that's a horrible decision. But if he can sit behind someone, like I like Josh McCown. I think he's a solid veteran. Quarterback. That's a good quarterback learn, room right there. Yeah, exactly. Great, you said it perfectly. That's a great quarterback room right there. If he can learn behind guys like Darnold and even Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I love Darnold for the for the future. Not this year, maybe not even next year. But like I said, I mean, he just turned twenty one, so I re- I like the guy. And all the reports coming out of coming out of, I mean, I know it's just buzz, but I mean, they're saying that you know he's working harder than anyone they've ever seen and all that other junk. But yeah. I mean, it's encouraging as a Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold fan. Damn it, I'm a Sam Darnold fan. I just said it out loud. Yeah, you did. Ah. <sighs> I did not think I'd ever say that. Are you a Crowell fan? Um, I'm confused. Um, I was an Elijah McGuire fan. Yeah. So pour one out because I was all in on Elijah McGuire. Now he's going to be out, what, five weeks, something like that? I've seen six weeks. I've seen three to six weeks, you know, okay, whatever. Okay, so I said five, so that's that's about – yeah, that's probably about right. But I don't know what to think about – Crow, because I was all in on Crow last year, and he obviously, I mean, he let me down. But, I mean, he's getting drafted really, really late this year. So, I'm willing to, I, th- I feel like he's more touchdown dependent for fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's never going to be a guy who gets a lot of receptions or a lot of yards. But if he can get, you know, 
10, 12 touchdowns, he could be pretty solid. Yeah, I, I like Crow, man. He's a really good value right now. And, you know, if you look at his stats over the last couple of years, I mean, especially uh, last year, he had 200 carries for 850 yards, and he's had over 20 catches the last two years. I'm not – I know he can't be an RB1 like everybody thought he could be last year, but I, I think he has a legitimate, like, top 20 potential if everything broke right, especially with Eli being out of the way because I – I'm like you. I was pretty excited about him, but especially in redraft, I would love to have Crow on my team. It's like a potential flex. I think it could go well He's for him. He's an eighth round pick in redraft. Yeah, I mean that's great value for what he potentially could be. Like he could be an RB two. Like that. That's a potential outcome. But like you said, I don't want to get too excited about a guy that let me down so much last year. But there could be some potential there. Absolutely, totally agree. Let's let's go into the the best wide receiving core in the NFL. Oof. You ready? Yep. <laughs> How do you feel about Robbie Anderson? I really like the player a lot. Um, obviously, he broke out last year. I think he scored a touchdown in like four or five straight games. Um, super explosive, big body. But I don't know what the hell is going on with him off the field. I don't know if he's going to get suspended. Um, He's a guy I would like to go buy low on in Dynasty, uh, although a lot of people that own him don't want to sell him because they also don't know what's going on. But, yeah, I, I really don't know if he's going to play. If he does play, you know, he could be a back-end wide receiver two, probably wide receiver three, but I really don't know. The guy I like is Quincy Anuma, but I'm, uh, yeah. I'm sure you want to talk yes. about him too. But Quint, people I forget about I actually, him. I actually kind of like Robbie Anderson as well. Um he finished as a wide receiver 16 last year in half-point PPR. Shit, yeah, man. He can play. I mean, that's big play after big play with really, really bad quarterback play. So, I mean, I'm not going to knock the guy. He's a, he's a steal, especially in Dynasty because you can pretty much get him for like – I mean, I've seen him go for a third-round rookie pick. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. He's just, it's just hard I mean, for to – con- Yeah. That guy, I mean, what do you have, like eight charges on, the, on one night? And he's had yeah, he, previous problems, you know what I mean? That's the only concern I have. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's why you can buy him so Exactly. Like, but I mean if you're a contender, it's willing to I mean I'd I'd be more than willing to throw out a third round rookie pick. Absolutely. But guy apparently you love I love Little Quincy. Quincy and Nunois. Oh my goodness. Um he had Almost 900 yards in 2016, and then he missed last year with a neck injury. I was really high on on a Nunez last year, as were a lot of people, and then everyone kind of forgot about him. And as soon as his stock started rising, the Jets signed Trail Pryor, and then everyone kind of forgot about him again. But I mean, this dude is a freak athlete, and I just I love Quincy and Nunez. Everything about him. What do you think about him? Yeah, I love him. Like you said, he almost had 900 yards, 60 catches a couple of years ago. And I look at Jermaine Curse last year. He had 100 targets, 65 catches, 800 yards, five touchdowns. I know Quincy's better than him because he's yeah. just he's another guy. So if if Quincy just takes over that role, he's going to be a solid wide receiver. You know, probably four. Um, but if they're like we talked about, Robbie potentially missing time. If Robbie misses time, you know, Ooh. Quincy's sneaky. Super oh, sneaky as like a top thirty guy. He's gonna be their wide receiver one. Yeah, I agree. I think he's and gonna a team that's getting targets. beat, and a team that's getting beat a lot, so they're gonna have to pass the ball. I mean, 
similar to like a, an Allen Robinson situation and a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That's that's the upside with Quincy and Nunwa in, in my belief. I mean, yeah, I mean he he's that's, big time sterling, especially if Robbie misses time. Like Quincy's going to be the PPR guy. I expect him to lead them in targets by a pretty healthy margin. And you mentioned Pryor, and we can talk about him for a second. I think he's pretty much just Robbie Anderson insurance, just in case mm-hmm. something goes wrong. Um, I don't expect to see much from Pryor, which hurts me to say because I loved him so much last year. But, you know, it kind of is what it is. You see him going from team to team. They're telling you what they think about him. So I know he's a good athlete, but I don't expect much. Yeah, he really bet on himself last year with that one-year like prove it deal with the Redskins and yeah, man, that did not work out. No, it did not. I think he, I I do think he played through a lot of injuries and that that contributed, but he was still he was awful. I mean, he was bad. I think he needs a lot of volume to be relevant at all. Yeah, and he's not getting but, it there. No, the Browns that year with the Browns was just the perfect situation for yep. him, and that's that's never going to happen again, sadly, because. Go Bucks! Yeah. Let's move it on to the <laughs> Dolphins, man. Go ahead and start us off with your Tannehill takes. Why Why does everyone hate Ryan Tannehill? He's, he, I, don't know. I don't know. He's He's not attractive, okay? Well, that sounded weird. It sounds like I want to, like, never mind. Anyways, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he suffered the ACL injury last year. I was, I was kind of – I was moderately high on him last year and now his stock has just plummeted and i mean he's i feel like he's just decent so in a two qb league or a super flex league i feel like he's one of those guys that you can get as your quarterback three and you can plug him in anytime and not be super disappointed because i mean like we've said before the dolphins are awful so they're gonna have to pass the ball a lot i mean he has some decent weapons in Miami, and for some reason, the Dolphins believe in the guy. I mean, say what you will, but they have stuck with this guy. They had every opportunity to cut ties with Ryan Tannehill, and they didn't. I mean, they didn't draft the quarterback. They didn't go out and get a free agent quarterback. They didn't do anything. They brought in Jay Cutler last year. Like, for some reason, they believe in him, and I think he's, what is he, 29 now? Something like that? Yep, and he's still a project. And he's... (laughs) He, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to be a quarterback one or anything like that. I'm just saying in two quarterback leagues in Superflex that he's worth taking a look at because I mean he was a top ten quarterback in 2014 and he was a 16th overall quarterback in 2013. So I mean, you got to admit he's he's a value. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a value just because he's a starter, but I don't think he'll be the starter in Miami next year. Everything you said, though, is is true, but I I expect him to cut ties after he sucks again this year. But um, the running backs are a whole <laughs> lot more intriguing for me than Ryan Tannehill is. Uh, You're so mean. Hot take. Wait, this, so this is not really a hot take. It's just like a prediction. Joe Flacco is a quarterback in Miami in 2019 if it's not Teddy. One of those two. Mm. Just, just keep that, that in sounds, mind. That sounds about right. Uh, but the running back situation – uh, Kenyon Drake, I think a lot of people are hot and cold on him. I'm kind of lukewarm a little bit, yeah. but I'm pretty hot on Kalen Balaj, and I know you are. We're kind of we're kind of a pro Kalen Balaj podcast, I'd say. Um, yep. That's the guy I want, man. He's the value. He's way cheaper than Kenyon Drake, and I just don't I don't see Drake as a 
a three down back. I know he had a really good RB one stretch last year for those those few games, but I don't expect that to be the case this year. Uh, I think we were still going to see some Frank Gore too. What do you what do you think about the situation? The only reason Kenyon Drake was a, I mean, I would consider him a, a stud last year, was because he was literally the only guy in the back. Yeah, everybody was they drunk. traded Jai. Damian Williams got hurt. He was it. That was all. They Another had. guy like lost a foot or something. Remember Isaiah yeah, Pete or something like that? Yeah, it was nuts. Like just it just worked out for Kenyon Drake. And like congrats to the dude. Like he did okay for a really bad team. But like you said, I mean, I don't love Kenyon Drake, first of all. I think he'll be, you know, maybe a low end RB two, which if you go against consensus, that makes me really low on Kenyon Drake because there's truthers out there who thinks he's He's going to be a top 10 running back, which is absolutely Yikes. crazy to me. Like, no. I'm really glad you mis- mentioned Frank Gore. Frank Gore is going to get carries. Yes. Okay, first of all, Frank Gore still has some left in the tank. Um, he would have retired if he He's did. a vampire. Like, I will never – exactly. Like, I'm never going to doubt Frank Gore ever in my life. And, like, a low-key thing that I want to I want to look out for is, I mean, he went to college in Miami, so I feel like this is kind of like his homecoming. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going gonna, gonna to put on for a city. Like, I can see that. I mean, at least a couple home games, he's going to have, you know, 20-plus carries and score a couple touchdowns. Like, I really believe that. Yeah, I think so. So, Frank Gore's one of those guys that I really want to own in best ball because he's going to have – he's going to blow up a couple games. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And man. then – Kalen Bellage is Oof. is one of those guys. Like you just look at him, and he looks like he looks like a bruiser in between the tackles guy, and he's not. He's a pass catcher, which fits perfectly because Kenyon Drake or, or Frank Gore are not third down backs. So I mean, his lateral speed is going to get him touches in the passing game. And like we said, the Dolphins sucks. So they're going to pass the ball a lot. So I love Kalen Bellage. I think game script is going to allow Kalen Balaj to be a, a fantasy, you know, a flex play this year. I think by the end of the year that Balaj has like a 40% snap share. Like he's really cutting into Drake to the point where they're almost splitting at the end. That's what, mm-hmm. I, that's what I expect just because of the – his athleticism is crazy. And I know I had my own concerns about his production in college, but – you know that that is what it is. Sometimes it's like Alvin Kamara wasn't extremely productive at Tennessee. Sometimes guys are just hidden. Um, something that's really underrated with him going to Miami is, I think, having a guy like Frank Gore in the room with him. Because obviously, Kalen Balaj is pretty raw as far as his just like football skill, knowing how to run the ball. He should be able to learn anything he ever wanted to learn about the running back position from Frank Gore. So I think just seeing a guy like that every day at practice will help a guy like Balaj maybe reach that potential because his potential is is fucking crazy like i don't want to yeah. mention the name david johnson but a guy that size that catches the ball that way and that moves that quickly changes directions that quickly he has that type of body now whether he ever reaches that type of player or whatever is you know who knows but the potential is there and i'm buying because he's really not expensive yeah that's definitely the comp um you nailed that on the head is, is david johnson that's the ceiling I don't think Arizona State used Balazs nearly to his potential, so that helps helps a lot. Wide receivers. I like Kenny Stills. I hate Devontae Parker. Um, that's, I'm going to give you my quick take on that one. Um, and let me give you some quick numbers on Stills. Last two years, 
58 catches, 850 yards, six touchdowns. Year before that, 42 catches, 730 yards, nine touchdowns. Jarvis Landry left last year and he had 160 targets. So if Kenny Stills just gets a slight bump, he's a guy that could could easily crack a thousand yards this year. And with his big playability, he could always. I think eight touchdowns is not unreasonable for him at all. So he's a sneaky back in wide receiver too that uh, I'm really excited about. And he's also not expensive. Do not buy Devontae yeah. Parker. Oh, no. Um, I like Kenny Stills as well. You know, the last two seasons, like you said, he had 15 touchdowns, which is tied for seventh among all wide receivers. So he's got that big play capability. Um, as far as Devontae Parker goes, if I have him, I'm definitely holding him because, I mean, he was drafted to be a true wide receiver one. But I think this is it. This is the year for Devontae Parker. I mean, it's he's either going to produce or he's going to be an absolute bust. So if I am if I have him, I'm just going to hold him because you can't get anything out of him. Now you're stuck with him. As far as the other two guys, Albert Wilson or Danny Amendola, I feel like one of those is going to, to take over the slot role. It's probably going to be whoever doesn't get injured. Um, yeah. As bad as that, that well, that's a fact. <laughs> sounds to say out loud, but I mean that's probably what's going to happen. Um, I know there's a lot of Albert Wilson truthers out there, and they have to be super ecstatic to see him leave the Chiefs and go into an offense like this with someone like Jarvis Landry leaving. Because I mean, if he can even, you know, pull down, you know, sixty, seventy percent of what Jarvis Landry was doing, he's going to be a exceed expectations type of guy. So um, I'm going to keep my eye on. Albert Wilson and Danny Amendola as well. Yeah, I, I think only one is going to play like at a time. Yep. But I, I think they probably combine to be a top 40 receiver. Um, that's part of why I don't like Devontae Parker. Everybody's excited about him maybe getting a bump. But I th- feel like those two guys are going to, not if not get all of Jarvis's targets, get a healthy chunk of them. And I expect Steels to get more because he's a better player. So I like those guys. I think Amendola probably starts the season. But uh, he'll get hurt. Wilson will get his chance. I agree with that. I agree with that. So let's move on to Mike Gusecki. The thirteen. Oh no, no, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Mike Gusecki. What do you think about the rookie tight end? Hearing a lot of good things out of camp from Mike Gusecki. I think he could have an Evan Ingram esque type season, just based on necessity. Ooh, I hope so. Just based on necessity. I mean, he's gonna get on the field from day one. He's a big-time athlete, and for a guy who I think is, is not very accurate in and, and Tannehill, I think Gusecki provides him like a pretty safe big target that I think he's going to really enjoy using. So I'm, I like Mike Gusecki a lot. He's definitely my favorite tight end in this class as far as 2018. Yeah, I've traded for Gusecki in three leagues now. So especially in tight end premium leagues, I think he's a, he's definitely a buy-now type of guy. You can also. I don't think he's going to get off to a very hot start. I don't know why. I just don't. I just don't see it happening. I think he's going to be one of those guys that have to, you know, integrate into the into the system. But I think you should definitely buy him because I, he's going to. He's a stud. I mean, just watch the guy play. He's an athletic freak. There's no way. I guess there is a way because he plays for the Dolphins and you know Kellen Winslow. But um, who's the other? Who's the, Jordan Cameron? You remember him? Mm-hmm. He's oh, there man, now. I was so excited or he was, about. There was always a lot of hype about him. Yep. And then Kellen Winslow for the Browns. Man, now it kind of reminds. Now I'm gonna sell 
Mike Gusecki. <laughs> no, nah, he's gonna be good, man. No, no, I'm I'm still excited for Mike Gusecki though. Yeah, so let's let's move on to the Pats and uh obviously a much more exciting fantasy relevant. Team. Yeah, we don't have to talk very much about Tom Brady. Um I think we all kinda know he's gonna be a quarterback one every single season. That's just that's what you it think is. he's a top three quarterback? I think he's a top five quarterback. Exactly. Like, I'm not willing to put him into that top three category anymore. He's just going to disappoint Even you though... in the playoffs. Have another quarterback for your playoffs. Because <laughs> the Patriots, are they don't need to play hard at the end of the season. You know, they're dialing it back. I think that's why he always disappoints in the playoffs. I think so. Even though he finishes the, the quarterback three last year, I just don't think – I just don't – I don't think he's going to. I, I like the top five thing, though. Yeah, top five. Well, you think about Andrew Luck coming back. He's going to be a top five guy. Rodgers is going to play a full season. Uh, you got Deshaun Watson probably playing a full season. So there's a lot of big time fantasy quarterbacks out there. And I think Brady, I think the Patriots will be a little more run heavy, even though they're already pretty run heavy. But this year, especially for obviously the next guys we're going to talk about, their running back position. So, you know, Brady's yeah, whenever ceiling. Draft- Go ahead, man. Uh, fuck, when, fuck Brady. I, fuck Brady. Yeah, let's stop talking fuck about Brady. Tom Brady. We don't. Like I don't want to keep. Go- I got numbers here, and I don't even want to give them because it's just, I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> let's talk about Sony Michelle. Yeah, so not a big fan. Dude, they, I loved Sony Michelle, and then he went to the Patriots. I just hate everyone involved with the Patriots besides Rex Burkhead and Phil Dorsett. But Sony Michelle went in the first round to to New England. Mm. So obviously, how can they not give him the ball? Yeah, like are they that dumb? Are they that stupid to draft someone? Like we're talking about the Patriots here. Like they got, they have to give him the ball, right? Yeah, I think he's going to get the ball, but I don't think you know people are are painting this picture. Not everybody, but people who like Sonny paint a picture in their head of him being like this top five running back. And that's just not going to happen in New England. The only way that's going to happen is if uh, LeGarrette Blunt, you know, he scored almost 20 touchdowns. And if that were to happen, I think that would be Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead. Yeah, yes. that wouldn't be Sonny. Yeah. So I think what we're looking at with Sonny is what we saw with Deion Lewis last year. That would probably be best case scenario, which is the RB2. Um, but there's just – they split snaps. That's what New England does. And Rex Burkhead is a good football player who everybody is sleeping on. He is the best. Like he's my favorite redraft target, running back target. Like he's the perfect RB three on a redraft team that could end up being like your RB two, maybe one if you fucked up your first picks. Um, <laughs> the guy's just a good football player, man, and all he's got to do is stay healthy. And they they paid him. Yeah, if if Rex Burkhead and Sonny Michelle play the same amount of games, Rex Burkhead will score more fantasy points than Sonny Michelle. Oh yeah, you know how I know that? Check this out. Last year, Dion and Rex, they played, I think it was four games together. It might have been five. I'm not sure on that. But Rex had 45 carries, 20 targets, six goal line carries. Okay? Dion had 59 carries, so about 15 more, and 11 targets, goal line carry. Okay? 16 points a game for Rex, 12 for Dion. So everybody thought. You know, Dion was the guy last year, but in, in actuality, when they were both on the field, it was Rex. And their yeah, snap, Rex snap share was hurt. exactly the same, 36%. Mm-hmm. So if Rex gets a 40% snap share, which I think he could, and stays healthy, he's not only a sneaky RB2, like he could be just locked and loaded as an RB2. And if the 
like we said, that Garrett Blunt thing is always out there. That's possible. And he scored eight touchdowns last year in ten games. So, he knows how to score. Yeah, I think it really comes down to what the Patriots are doing. Right. Like, who is going to be their goal line back? Rex. And who is going to be their third down back? Rex. Because <laughs> if Rex – and that's what I think as well. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm I'm really high on. I think it's Sony between the twenties and and Burkhead yeah, always inside want, the twenties. Like, and I'm not con- I'm not really too concerned about that. But I mean, you've seen Rex's upside. I mean, he finishes the, you know, as high as the third overall running back in, in week thirteen last year. So I mean, he's obviously a stud. But the thing I'm kind of concerned about too is the third down roll because. James White's still there. Yeah, he's going to get 40 catches again. Exactly. That's why James White's so annoying. He's going to get 40 like, catches. Just think, just think if Rex Burkhead could get those 40 catches. Which oh I, my I, think God. That's, I do think that's possible. I think if, if Rex yeah. is as good as we think he is, that, that could be possible. But James White's always going to get on the field because he's just a good football player. Patriots are I wish good would at just, getting I wish they, like that. I wish they would just set – James White until the playoffs, and then he can just go off and do James White thing and be Mr. February again. Like, that's fine, but just give the ball to Rex during the regular season. Amen. Let's talk about the receivers because it's ugly. Oh, it is ugly. It is very ugly. With with Edelman being suspended, um, a lot of people were high on Jordan Matthews until, you know, he pulled up with a hammy today and got cut, which was pretty – Bizarre, yeah, in crazy. my opinion. Like that was, that was pretty nuts. Um, who else they got there? Mal- Malcolm Mitchell, he's still hurt, correct? Mm-hmm. Chris Hogan's the guy. I like, oh, Chris Hogan is an an absolute buy now. He's a steal as far as I'm concerned. Like he was the through the first eight weeks of last year, he's the wide receiver seven. Yeah, he was really good. I mean, he's 32, so he's getting up there in age. But Brandon Cooks is gone, so. Yeah, the only thing with Hogan is that I don't expect him to play a full season. That's just that's typically how it is with him. He tends to get hurt, but the games he plays for you, he's going to be very solid. Definitely a flex option. You know, that's probably his floor. We saw the ceiling though last year. Um, I do like Dorsett though. I know you want to talk about him, but I, I'm interested in that guy because everybody else there, including Edelman, I really don't want a part of. The only pass catcher I really want is Gronk. So why don't you sell me on Dorsett? Okay, so I've been I've been trying to sell people on Dorset for like the past week. And I really hope I really hope you listen to me because now he might not be available on your waiver wires, which is in the first place why I loved him was because he was free. Okay, I'm just gonna give you I'm just gonna give you two guys. All right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so first round pick, five ten, one eighty five, runs a four three, three forty, twenty four years old, had a thousand yards and seven touchdowns last year. Second guy's first-round pick, 5'10", 185, runs a 4'3", 3, he's 25 years old. Hmm. First guy's Brandon Cooks, second guy's Philip Dorsett. Hmm. Brandon Cooks just left, and they brought in Philip Dorsett, whose player comp is Brandon Cooks. So I'm not saying he's Brandon Cooks, but I'm saying his – He could play that role. You know role. what I mean? Yeah. He could play that role, like – I mean, I don't expect him to get over a thousand yards and you know, double digit touchdowns. But in an offense like New England, especially now after Edelman went down or Edelman's suspended and 
Jordan Matthews is out. Like, Philip Dorsett's not going to play the slot. They're obviously going to bring someone in to fill that role while Edelman is out. But, I mean, Philip Dorsett has a ton of upside, and he's pretty much free. I, I like that, man. I think I might go pick him up in any leagues I can. We'll see what happens. Yeah, if he's on your if he's on your waiver wire in a dynasty league, he needs to not be on your waiver wire. He needs to be on your bench for sure. Like if he's absolutely free, then that's a no brainer for me. There's got to be someone like check out your team. You might have like Demarco Murray still sitting in your running back slot or something. Like <laughs> you got to be active in the off season as well. And then as far as Gronk goes, again, there's not really a lot to talk about. He is the best tight end there is. Uh, when he's healthy, and that will continue if he plays. As far as his long-term value, I think this could legitimately be his last year. Um, so I'm not really looking to buy him unless I'm trying to win a championship. But Gronk, Gronk's going to Gronk. I mean, he he is what he is. He is a monster. Absolutely nothing to add there. Let's move on to the NFC East. You get it started wherever you want to. All righty, let's start. Let's start at the top. This time, we'll start with the, the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending Super Bowl champions. I like it. Finished finish 13 and 3. Let's talk about Carson Wentz. He's a top five lock if he's healthy. He's going to throw 35 plus touchdowns. He would have been the MVP. Dude's just a gamer. And he gets, he seemed like he was getting better every game. And an underrated part about him is the way he can move. He's, Pretty athletic, and I don't. I don't think that's going to go away too much off the injury. Um, I, I love the guy, and he's he's fearless too. He'll throw it deep. Absolutely, I love I love Carson Wentz. I have him as a, a top five dynasty quarterback. I'm sure everyone does. So yeah. I mean, we won't we won't spend too much time there. What I want to get into is the running back situation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we are. Um, anti jhi yeah hashtag sell jhi mm-hmm. so yeah anything you want to add on jhi other than he was a first round pick last year and then he finishes the rb36 and he you know he disappointed everyone and he's got knee problems so he's a boom bust type guy and i don't even think he's the best running back there yeah i mean <laughs> I, I see the ceiling that everybody else sees because they have such a good offensive line and Garrett Blunt left. Right. So. We and we saw him be great before, but I'm just not buying it. I like Corey Clement. I think Darren Sproles will actually get snaps. Mm. And it's just it's not a they're similar to the Patriots in a way that they're they're getting to use a lot of their running backs a lot of the time. So I just you know, he's fine. He's a fine player in redraft. If you want to take him, you know, what I think he's probably going in the sixth or seventh round, and if that's the case, sign me up. But I give me Corey Clement. We've talked about so this, him a lot on the podcast. This is what I want to tell you about Corey Clement right now. Okay, so everyone sees him as like a third down back, no. as a pass catching back. This dude's two twenty. He's a bruiser. At Wisconsin, they used him three downs, and as their goal line back, like he can get it done in between the tackles and in short yardage. So, I mean, I could definitely see him taking down or. Um, taking over the LeGarrette Blunt role. No oh. doubt about it. So I'm not that scared of, of Jay Ajayi. I see Jay Ajayi as a change of pace type of guy, um, kind of a really just a first down back, if that makes any sense. Um, he's one of those guys that he can bust an 80-yard touchdown run. I, I understand that. He's going to have big but, games. 
But he he's, is. he's not he's gonna going to be reliable, to, but, though. But, I mean, with like a – what, a fifth-round ADP, I'd much rather have Corey Clement. And also, he's he's out of there after this year. They're not going to pay that guy. There's no way. So, I, he, I would buy Josh Adams also because he is probably on your waiver wire or nearly free in a trade. Just just another guy to remember behind Corey. Absolutely. Um, who's the other guy there? That Humphreys. I think Humphreys? I think him or Smallwood, or one of the two, would probably be off the Smallwood. roster, if not both. Whew. Man, they have a lot of running backs. Yeah, there, those the, both of those guys might not make the roster. I love Darren Sproles. He's gonna he's gonna play. He's he's definitely gonna play. He's gonna have a couple big games. He's probably gonna get four or five receptions every game. So if he's a if you're in a PPR league. I mean, you can throw him into your flex any week and not get a, a dud. So he's one of those guys that you might want to own. I really think the Eagles will go out and get a running back either in free agency next year or draft a, a big-name running back. Do you agree with that? They could be in the, the running for a Tevin Coleman type of player next year. Tevin Coleman would be nice. Or even Lev, even Lev Bell, to be that's honest. That's I was going to say. I don't know if they have enough money for Lev Bell, but can you imagine that? I mean, In-state if, rivals. If Liv wants to win a Super Bowl, he would think about that. Man, man. How funny would it be if he took a pay cut to go there? It would be pretty funny. Oh, I'd, be, I'd be so salty. Let's move on to the to the 9-7. and seven. Oh, my God. I did not know they finished 9-7. and seven, Oh, no, 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 the, sir. We, we've got to talk about the pass catchers in Philly, bro. I don't want to like, talk I got about a hot take. I got a hot take. Oh, we can leave Zach Ertz I alone. Thought, I thought we already talked about the wide receivers here. My bad. Go ahead. No, we, Hot take. We, we'll leave Hurts alone. We won't even talk about him. But I want Nelson Aguilar over Alshon. I don't hate it. Isn't um, isn't Alshon on the pup? That too. But even that aside, I mean, I felt like this a week ago. And if you look at just their numbers last year, okay, Nelson had 95 targets and caught 62 balls. Alshon had 120 targets and caught 57 balls. They had the same yardage within like 15 yards. Nelson had eight touchdowns. Alshon had nine. Uh, if the Eagles look at the same numbers, they're going to quickly realize that Al, uh, Nelson Aguilar is much more efficient, and he's also not injury-prone like Alshon, who is, like you just said, hurt again. Nelson Aguilar is way cheaper than Alshon, and I, I genuinely think he's going to finish higher than him this year. Like, that's the guy I want. He has a huge ceiling because he's a big play guy, and Carson Wentz is a big play quarterback but he also operates nicely in the PPR sides of the field. I love Nelson Aguilar. I think he's one of the most undervalued receivers in Dynasty right now. Great buy. Yeah, you've been a you've been a big Nelson Aguilar fan. Dude, remember Even last for, year? The, the, for the turmoil. The first league we yeah. met each other in, I was hyping him up in the chat and getting shit all over. That's my boy. Yeah, that's you can have that. He finished as a wide receiver too last year. And he will again um, I don't, this year, I think. I don't like I don't like Alshon either he's burnt me way too much um his last three years he's finished as the wide receiver 41 53 and 18 um his best days are behind him Uh, i can say that confidently now because i've sold him in every league that i had him (laughs) so a guy that i want to talk about is mac hollins i like him i I really think the carolina boy I, i think he could take over the the alshon role that we saw last year the glimpse of last year I mean, I would much rather take a flyer on Matt Collins than draft Alshon Jeffrey really high in the dynasty. So I like this. I mean, that's just how I feel because I'm not I'm not willing to pay the pr- price for Alshon. That's the thing. Like, I'm not saying he he could possibly have a 
you know, a top 20 year. But yeah, it's the price, like you said. You're paying that. That's You're paying for the for the absolute ceiling for him. And that's just, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Like, I don't know why you do that. Like, I'd buy him if he was going for the wide receiver 35. Which is like, basically what Aguilar that. goes for, and he finished as a, exactly. you know what I mean? It's just easy call. Um, exactly. We said we won't talk about Ertz, but he's clearly a top five tight end. Um, but, <laughs> but let's talk about Ertz. He's a top five tight end, but the guy, I would just go by Dallas Goddard because Ertz has shown a tendency to get Goddard hurt. Is it Goddard or Godair? It's Goat Air. Uh, I'm going to say Goat Air. Before the draft, he, I actually liked him more than Gasecki. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just want to keep that in the back of my head for in, in case something does happen to Ertz. And even if nothing does, they run a lot of two tight end sets anyway. So, you know, he could flash for you, but long term, I really like him as a stash. I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't like tight ends, so I don't want to talk anymore yeah, about let's tight ends. Move let's on. move on to the Cowboys. Let's talk about the boys. Um, what do you think? We'll just start with the quarterback since that's what we've been doing. What do you think about Dak this year? Um, I think this could be a pretty rough year for Dak, and it's not really his fault. I mean, there's just not a lot of, of help there for him. Losing Dez, losing Witten. Um, it's going to be rough. I like Dak, the player. I think he's pretty talented, but this is not a year that I'll probably have a lot of exposure to Dak. I have Dak a lot in Dynasty because I like Dak, but, I mean, he's pretty much going undrafted and redraft stuff, so I might I might take a flyer on Dak as my quarterback too. Um, I'm not for sure yet. He's going as like the 19th overall quarterback in redraft. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. That's about where I think Cons- he'll finish, man, to be honest. Whew. Even though through the first seven weeks of last year, he's the number one overall quarterback. Yep. No Dez, I mean, no Witten. It's no Zeke last the, year, probably during that time. I don't the know. The pass, that's that's what I want to get into. I mean, he just he doesn't have anyone to throw to. It's, it's terrible. You want to talk? I we were mean, talking about the worst wide receiver cores. Um, this one's up there. I mean, it's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm probably higher than most on Alan Hearns, but I don't think he's a wide receiver one for a, an NFL team. God, like no. I'm willing I'm willing to buy him at his price because I mean he did sign a two year deal and he's going to get targets because there's 219 targets up for grab. Yep, with Dez and Jason Witten gone, I think so, Hearns gets I mean, like a hundred of those probably. Yeah, I mean, who else? I mean, Cole Beasley. Terrence Williams, Michael Gallup's a third a third round pick. You know, a guy who I want to talk about, who I want, who I actually own in just about every dynasty league. Who's that? Snow Brown. Uh, no shit. Where do you go to school? Ohio State. Man. Oh, you don't say. Like, <laughs> no, but but for real, no, I, I mean, like him too. Honestly, he's another guy. He's free. I mean, he fits the wide receiver one mold. I'd much rather have Noah Brown over Terrence Williams, first of all. Well, yeah, and they're pretty much like the same. You know, athletic build. So, I mean, why not take the flyer? Someone's, I mean, I just, someone's got to catch the ball for them, right? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, his name to. is Zeke. Uh, I'll take Gallup in Dynasty and I'll take Hearns in Redraft. I think in Redraft, Hearns would probably be a top 40 guy, I'll give you some decent weeks, but nobody there is going to be uh, a starter for your fantasy nope. team. Um, but Zeke is my RB1 in Redraft. And I don't. Damn it. I think I was gonna. I was gonna say that, bro. I think he could rush for two thousand yards. Where did he go to school? Oh, he went to Ohio State too. Oh, I, I think it's just, a, it's just an Ohio State podcast tonight. Man, good and the bad. He had three hundred and sixty carries last year in ten games. 
Then he had 320 the year before in 16. He's going to get – he might push 400 touches, which is scary for his long-term outlook. But he – man, okay. His rookie, rookie year, he had 39 targets, 32 catches in a full season. Last year, he had more targets, 38, 26 catches. So, it, that shows you, like, the trend. They're trying to make him more of a Lev Bell, David Johnson, Gurley type. So, if this guy's getting 40 to 50 catches and – potentially running for 2,000 yards. No way he's running for less than 1,600 because that's just not going to happen. He averages 100 yards a game. How is he not the RB1 if he's adding pass catch into his game? And he's the entire offense. He could easily score 20 touchdowns. I really, really hope that they use him in the passing game, and I really, really think that they will. They will. I think he's going to be the – the Todd Gurley of this year. The numbers show it, man. They, they want to get him more involved. They did it last he, year. He's capable of, of catching balls out of the backfield. He did it in college. Like, he can do it. Like, I mean, RB1. It's, not like he, it's not like he's Jordan Howard. I mean, he can catch the football. He served – was he – did he have a six-game mm-hmm. suspension? He, only, he played ten games. Correct? Yep. And he finished as the running back ten? Yes. That's exactly that right. absolutely ridiculous. He is and then arguably his the rookie best rookie year. Back. His rookie year, he finishes the RB two. Yes. I and I'm Behind pretty a sure. Godly season from David Johnson. A godly I mean, season. I mean, I just don't see. I agree with you. I think he'll be the RB one this year, and if he's outside of the top three, I will be totally shocked. The only way he's outside of the top three is if he misses games. Yep. Exactly. If he plays 16 games, he will be the RB1. You can at me all you want in, you know, six yep. months or whatever. I guarantee it. There's there's just no way because he is their offense more so than well, maybe David Johnson is, is similar. But, like, they have nothing besides yeah, Zeke. he's going to get 400 carries this year. He could. Like, he could break the fucking NFL rushing Remember record. DeMarco Murray? Yeah, he had 1,800 like, yards. And, they're going to run the ball. And, and their offensive line has gotten the ball better also. Third downs. Yeah, so I'm um, I'm totally with you. I, Zeke's really the only guy that I really really want to own and redraft. Yeah, let's move it on to the Redskins, man. Because like we said, we would we are running long. So let's get well, it started with the quarterback there, Alex Smith. What do you think? Uh, I'm not I'm not big on Alex Smith. Um, I think his until last year his average quarterback finish was I think it was quarterback seventeen. So that doesn't really that doesn't excite me very much. I know he's the QB four last year, but I think that was an outlier season. So I'll pass on on Alex Smith unless I'm in a super flex or two quarterback league. See, I actually I think Alex Smith could be a, a top fifteen guy. I think he's kind of underrated. In yeah, a way. he'll he'll be he'll be the quarterback sixteen this year. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I, yeah. honestly, I I would rather have Alex Smith this year than Dak. And that might be a hot take, but not not really to me. Like, I think he's pretty comfortable to Kirk Cousins. And even though the wide receiver core isn't fantastic, I think he can kind of keep up the same level of production. Um, obviously, when we bring up the Redskins, all I want to talk about is Darius Geis. So if you've got anybody else that you want to talk about, you just go ahead and get it out of the way now so I can gush can just, over guys. You can just gush over guys. I love Darius Geis, too. I'm just going to throw that out there before you gush over him. I do want to catch um, – catch about i do want to talk about their pass catchers i like their pass catchers um i like jamison crowder where he is he's a he's he's a ppr 
I won't say machine. He's a PPR oh, producer. No. PPR machine. I guess. Okay, we'll we'll go with we'll go with the PPR machine. I'm loving Crowder. I, he was my breakout candidate for last year, and he didn't really break out. Yeah. But this year, this year he's he's going to break out. He's going to get a ton of targets. Alex Smith looks to that slot guy. So I really like Crowder. Um, Paul Richardson's going to have some big games. He just signed sure. that forty million dollar contract. And this is Doxon's year, man. Right. This is it. That's why he got um, hurt today again. I mean, he's either going to, you know, live up to the 22nd overall pick or he's going to go away forever, kind of like Devontae Parker. Now he is Devontae so, Parker. I mean, they're pretty much the same person. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest, one of them has to pan out, right? No. No, yeah, they probably won't. You don't so pay I Paul really... Richardson $40 million if you're that confident. <laughs> I mean, they're – they're gross. Like I really don't want anything, anything to do with, with Doxon or or Parker. But if you have me, you have to hold him. Sorry. Yeah. Your luck. So uh, talk about guys. Well, just a quick one on Crowder. I, I I love Crowder this year. I think he definitely could be a a top twenty five receiver with Alex Smith feeding him out of the slot. So he just got to stay healthy. Um. All right, but guys though. All right, P Ryan last year, one hundred seventy five carries. Rob Kelly had sixty two. My math is not fantastic, but that's around 240, 230. They had 800 yards combined. Then obviously Chris Thompson did what he did. Geis is 10 times better than Samaj P. Ryan and Rob Kelly put together. So if he gets the same carries around 240, 250, he's getting you 1,000 yards, and he's going to have all the goal line work, probably 10 touchdowns. I don't see how Geis is not an RB2. And judging off Chris Thompson's injury history, um, I don't expect him to play a full season also. And if Geis is somehow thrusted into a three-down role, oh, my God. I think he could potentially be a top five. He will be a top five guy in the next two or three years. But we could see that this year, depending on how Chris Thompson comes back from that injury. He did break his leg. So that's not exactly like a small deal. Uh, so just you know, keep your eye on Geis. Obviously, anybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about him. I may or may not be an LSU fan, but he is he's Marshawn Lynch reincarnated and the guy's good. That's I mean, yeah, I love him. Well, I'll agree with you there. I love him. I also love love Darius guys. Another guy who I love. I know I hate tight ends, but you know, a guy who I'm probably gonna own and he's a good target this of, year. Most of my redrafts and I've bought him in a lot of dynasties is Jordan Reed. I mean, if you got a guy with top two upside, like literally top two, like he finishes the tight end two in 2015, and you can get him for super, super cheap because of injury problems, I mean, finally, Finally, the injury discount is baked in. It took a long time. It did take a long time. That's why he's a buy now. Easy. Yeah, exactly. I, I love Jordan Reed. If something happens and he can play, you know, more than eight games, then he's going to be an absolute Absolute still, yeah. and I love it. He could be a love league him, winner, love him, love him. easily. Absolutely. So let's bring it home. Let's let's bring it home with the the New York Football Giants. Is that right? That is correct. So we'll we'll go ahead and get it started with Eli Manning. So here's my thing on Eli. Uh, all over Twitter, you got guys. Obviously, everybody loves Saquon. Everybody loves Odell. Everybody loves Evan Ingram. Me and you and both like Sterling Shepard, but nobody, nobody likes Eli. Does. Doesn't make any sense. Something's so, not gonna add up. There's, there's almost. <laughs> I don't really see how he's not a QB one. 
this year. Now, that's probably going to be back end, but look at the weapons he has. He has good volume always. I mean, he's going to give, he's going to have 500 attempts. He's going to throw for probably 4,000 yards. And when you have weapons like that, it's just kind of hard to fuck it up. And he's a competent quarterback. I don't think he's nearly as good as his brother, but Eli is a smart quarterback. He's been around, he knows how to play. And if all those guys are going to be good, he has to be good. So, and he's so cheap. It doesn't make any sense. And a super flex, like, that's a perfect guy to have as a third quarterback or even a second quarterback, honestly, this year because he's going to produce. Yeah, he was – this is his worst statistical year since 2008. But Look who he had. I mean – Exactly. It was embarrassing who they put on the field. Their top three receivers missed the most of the season. You know. it, was, it was embarrassing. And the thing – about Eli is the Giants have the second overall pick and they drafted Saquon and they didn't draft the quarterback. That speaks. So, I mean, they put, they put their trust in Eli. I think, I think the Giants are going to make a, I mean, hot take, but I think they're going to make a Super Bowl run for the next couple of years. They could. Like, so I don't see how Eli doesn't finish as a top 10 quarterback in fantasy this year. Either Eli finishes as a top quarterback, a top ten quarterback in fantasy, or one or two of Saquon, Evan Ingram, and OBJ is going to absolutely either disappoint or get injured. Like those are just to, that's just how it's kind of how it's going to fall. Like that's how it has to, right? I think if anybody's going to disappoint you, it's going to be Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, yeah, that's it's always it's always a tight end. I mean, I think he took advantage, obviously, of Odell being out last yeah, year. He was, he was kind of the, the safety blanket, especially for um, for Geno whenever he played. He was a safety blanket for him. Those games that Sterling so, Shepard missed, too, where there's no Odell or Sterling mm-hmm. Shepard, I mean, that's he was going off in those games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they sucked. They were down, and they had to throw the ball, and he's literally the best. I mean, he's 6'3", 240. Like, you're going to throw him the ball. That was his first read. So, I mean, he had six touchdowns last year. So, but, yeah, I think he's definitely the top guy to, to disappoint. I totally, totally agree with yeah. that. He's going to be a tight end one, though, just because the tight end position is what it tight is. Tight suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sterling Shepard, I like. 2016, 100, 105 targets, 60 catches, 600 yards. Last year he had, in 11 games, he had more yards on uh, fewer targets and about the same amount of catches. So he's a really talented receiver. Um, he's got some health concerns too. But I think if he's on the field, he's pretty much locked in as a top 36 guy. Um, and I really like him in Dynasty. I think for, for what he costs, he, he gives you a lot of upside, especially with Odell kind of being up and down with his uh, his antics and his health. So I think Sterling Shepard is a good buy right now. Especially with Pat Shermer coming in mm-hmm. as their offensive coordinator. 100%. From the Vikings, um, he had Stefan Diggs and he made Adam Thielen relevant. Yep. So I really like that. Really like that for Sterling Shepard. I think there's going to be two top 24 wide receivers in a Pat Shermer offense and Easily. Sterling Shepard, obviously. Um, they have that injury. potential for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that. And he had eight touchdowns last year, too. So he's got touchdown upside. As well, and then obviously the wide receiver one. You OBJ. know, for many people, just overall wide receiver one is going to be OBJ. I mean, pretty much all you can say about him is if he's healthy, if he's playing, top three. I mean, he's absolutely unstoppable. 
like is that it's ridiculous. Probably the most talented physically receiver that there is in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say outright that he's better than Hopkins, but I think those two are the two. Um, if this guy plays, he's giving you 1,400 yards and he's giving you 10 touchdowns. Like, that's just, yep. that is what it is, and he could give you more than that. But and I, 90 receptions. Yeah, we haven't seen his ceiling. Like, I, we, I don't think we've seen his best season yet. He he could do some, some Randy Moss type shit that mm-hmm. just blows your mind, but you brought it up. It's just, it's health for him. If he's playing and 16 off the games. Field issues. Yeah, that, that is also a part of it. He's a head case, but you can't deny the talent, and he. If you want to take him 101 in the Dynasty League, I have no problem with it. It's probably recommended because he is a stud. Was he 24 years old? Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's very scary. At the same time, he's not he's not exactly the safest pick. But like you said, his upside is I think the best. Side note: the- Just let me throw this at you because I've I've been trying to buy him in my home league. So, which side of this trade would you prefer, Stefan Diggs? Carry on Johnson and a 19 first that could be or will be top four, could be 101 or Odell. So Diggs and Carry on and, and 19 a, first? A top five 19 first. I mean, that's, I mean, I'd probably go with the Diggs side. Really? Because I got shit on immediately. You got, like, you got shit on? Yeah, like, that's not close. So I just so hear me out here. I I traded OBJ, and I don't think I love it, but I'm not I'm not really I don't know. So I'm just gonna throw it out there. I traded OBJ and Corey Clement for Tevin Coleman, Julio Jones, and Cortland Sutton. I like that actually. Like I mean, that's that's weird, isn't it? Because I'm kind of I'm win now, but then again, I wanted to set myself up for the future my running backs. So I feel like OBJ and Julio aren't that fall apart aren't that far apart. Yeah, production this wise, year. Yeah. And then like I feel like I have a ton of upside with Tevin Coleman and, and Sutton. Well, so Sutton and T- Coleman next year, their values yeah. are just gonna oh, skyrocket. Yeah. So Yeah, I could flip them for, for a ton. So I mean Odell is definitely obtainable. I, I traded for him. I traded like a bunch of future first and, and Juju and some stuff for him. And he's also sellable. I mean I feel like his his value's pretty evened out now. Yeah. After all that news came out, you know, about him doing whatever he was doing, it his value was super low. He was going like into the first round of dynasty startups, which was ridiculous. Yeah, and I still couldn't buy him in my home league, but anyway. <laughs> we, Some guys just will not sell it. Yeah, that's true. Let's uh let's bring it home with Saquon, man. I'll let you get us started. Finish it finish it up on, on Saquon. Literally probably the best running back to to ever enter the combine, I mean, would that be? Yeah. Is that too much to say? Combine, I, I think that's fair. They're they're going to rename the combine the Saquon, you know, the Saquon Barkley. Yeah, exact. I mean, he just lit it on fire. And if not, like we already had enough proof that he should he should be the number one running back drafted, and then he just goes and does that at the combine, and then he goes to a team in the Giants that really really need a running back, and they haven't had a you know, solid running back since what? Tiki Barber. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Been a while. And then, I mean, they spent the second overall pick on him. So, I mean, in an offense that they're not going to be able to load the box. That's one of the things that I'm concerned with with guys like 
um, you know, Zeke and, and David Johnson and that they're going to load the box because they don't have any other offensive weapons. But I mean, with the Giants, they have Odell and, and Ingram and, and Shepard. So I, I feel like this, this total offense is just going to be great. And Saquon's, I mean, he's a three down back. They're going to, Shane Vereen's dead. Like, don't even say his name out loud. <laughs> he's going to be their three down back. He's going to be their goal back. He's going to be everything for the Giants. That's what they drafted him to be. That's what he's going to be. Yeah, I mean, not much to add, man. It's, see, we all know about Saquon by now. It's been the summer of Saquon. He's a. Uh, I do think he's his upside is a little bit capped. Unless they're going to be the greatest show on turf, I don't think he can hit like RB one. At least not right away. But he's an RB one lock though, as far as a top ten guy, just based off volume alone. And uh, I don't really see how he could disappoint, unless you just have ridiculous expectations. But I do think we're going to see him over the next couple of years, kind of turn into that David Johnson level mm-hmm. production, um, especially considering what happens with Odell. Like, there's there's a possibility Odell's not there uh, in the future. And if it's a Saquon Sterling Shepard show, you know, he could be, you know, the best running back in fantasy. So that's definitely the outcome for him. But obviously he is – he might be one of the most unobtainable players there is right now uh, if, if you don't have, have one share. Have one share, and that's all I'm ever going to get of him. I got like, one also. Or I got him and guys. It's just impossible. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, yeah. I had to take him at 108 in that startup, and I've seen him go much earlier than that. I mean, because I feel like – I mean, I'm going to say this out loud. I'm probably going to regret it. But I, I really feel like the upside for a guy like this is, like, one of the greatest running backs of all time. Yeah, it's possible. And I think that's what people see in him, and they just don't. And, I mean, you can't really blame him. Like, you don't want to sell him for a bunch of picks and, you know, an eight, a running back who's better now, but he's six years older. Like, you can't really blame people, but it's ridiculous, man. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I'll be honest, man. I'm probably a little bit lower on Saquon than everybody else, but I still think he's going to be great. I just think it's, it's almost ridiculous, like, the the yeah. projections that are being put on him. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I it's uncomfortable for, for me. Like, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. That he has so much, you know, on his shoulders going into his rookie year. Like, I feel like that's kind of unfair like, to put on a rookie. Like I, I kind of felt bad for Zeke and Fournette, and mm-hmm. I feel like Saquon's getting it much worse. Even and worse. because of them, because that's of their why. success. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Which is unfortunate, but, like, you know, we'll see. I, I, I don't think he's going to disappoint, but I also don't think he's – going to be the RB1 this year, which I think a lot of people think he might be. But Yeah, he is, he's not. I mean, I don't even think – I don't even think I have him in my top four or five in redraft as far as this year. Like, future, oh, he's Yeah, he's my he's – I think he's my RB5 in Dynasty, and that's, that's probably that's what he is. In, that's what he is in my Dynasty as well. He's my RB5. So, I guess I might be lower than, than consensus because I've seen people with him as their RB1. Oh, yeah, I've seen Dynasty. one and two a lot. Which I mean, give me Zeke. Zeke is my RB one in Dynasty. Just, just saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. So, so we'll wrap it up on that. Um, next week, we're we're looking to have a guest on the show. One of the guys from Dynasty Dads should be on. Nice. So we're excited about that. Give us a follow. I'm at Wacky Pappy on Twitter. The show's at DF Dominators. He's at Dynasty Studs with a Z. Make sure and hit us up with a review and a five star rating on on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You got anything else to add, Jake? I think that's it. 
Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, this is our longest episode ever, so we appreciate you. We always do that. Every episode is our longest episode ever. I told you, <laughs> yeah. I told you it was going to be. Yeah. I told you. We saw it coming. All right. <laughs> Later, guys. Later.